like those folks are those folks on Twitter, man. They the the GBO folks are they're something, bro. They are something. We, yeah, we got to get Terrence up for the NC State game. Oh yeah, I'm sure he's playing early. <laughs> I'm afraid he'll rush the field though. Like you know, before the game, but like in the middle bad. of the third quarter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I drove by there today actually. Um, there were a lot of people working on the stadium. Are there new lights up yet? It looks like it. I mean, they they kind of look like the old ones. So I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but they do look different. They're like they're not they're not the same. They're I mean they're definitely new bulbs. Like there's no doubt about that. So um, basically, what I hear is it's is that Dave Dave only has one request. Well, I don't know. The audio is another request, but yeah. If we get to the end of the season and they've and they've changed out the lights and done something yeah. with the audio day will be happy we really UVA, need those for all our noon kickoffs <laughs> i would say yeah i would say maybe <laughs> hey maybe there's a prop for that um, oh well look at you with the nice little tease i like it CapsCorner.com podcast, CapsCorner.com, your source for Virginia sports. I am Brad Franklin, publisher of CapsCorner.com, coming to you live from the place of Franklin States in the West End of Richmond, where it is Wednesday, August the 30th. Cavaliers open their 2023 campaign in just a couple of days out in Nashville, sold out crowd. Everybody is there to see VA. They're going to play number 12, uh, Tennessee in Nashville. It's a um, an interesting opener. We're going to spend a little bit of time on it, and then we are going to get to um, our prop bets, which is like the official end of the off season is when we start talking prop bets. Cause that's, that's when the, the real rubber is about to meet the road before we get started. Let's go around and introduce everybody first in Fishersville board moderator du jour himself. David Spence is on the show. How's that expansion? My friend, it's, um, a 99% complete right in yeah. time for football season. That's the kind of fan I am who days on the board <laughs> who days on Twitter. Yeah, y'all can fight about having weddings and such in the fall. Dave makes sure that his his business expansion happens and gets done before football season starts. That's how you know he's real. I squeeze him in, squeeze him in between peak <laughs> lake season and football season. That's how well you well do done, it. well done. Well, I I can imagine that you are all kinds of excited. So definitely, uh, folks in the area, give Second String Sports a look. All right, in uh, Charlottesville, uh, editor in chief Justin Fur was also on the program. How's it going, my dude? I'm good. I need to get over across the mountain and see this expansion. Apparently, um, Kyle's already been there, bought a soccer ball and yeah, whatnot. I got to get over there. I'll yeah. see what I can do. I'll, I'll find something to buy and you know take a few rips in the batting cage. Um, <laughs> there you go. At Justin underscore Ferber on Twitter. <laughs> Cavs Corner also on Twitter. Cavs underscore Corner. Great place for the in-game updates, which are about to return, making their Ollie-like uh, return to the ring. Uh, the content items and the occasional banter. Dave, it, wait, is it, are you telling me that I could just go like get some get some some swings? I didn't realize it was for like uh, everybody. Yeah, the cage is for people to try out bats or thinking or purchasing, not to come practice. That is a PSA for the public. Um, <laughs> if you're in a softball league, <laughs> yeah, if you're if you just if you're in a softball league, don't come to Dave's business. Yeah, and just, yeah it's just it's, it's a twenty five foot reps. cage. It's, yeah, you're not you're not there to 
Dave will <laughs> front toss reps in. All right. Dave will lock you in there until you buy a bat. Yeah. I will. <laughs> Dave, I, I have a I question. A I have a question, and um, I, and I realize throwing this to you cold right right here is somewhat unfair, but I just I'm just very curious. Um, and so if you don't if you if I ask the question you don't want to answer it, I can just cut this from the show. Um, but like when you bought the business, did you ever think it would eventually be? I mean, because it's 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 like baseball. I mean, it's like baseball, softball heavy, right? Like, I don't think... Um, 90% of our business, yeah. Yeah. that's and So, like, I think when you bought it, I don't know if... Did you expect that that would be a development or did it just sort of happen uh, I don't know time? if... I, I, didn't, I didn't expect it to be that big of a percentage, but um, I knew it would be the majority. Like, that, that sport you have to buy a lot of gear for. Um, leagues don't provide it, so... Right. Yeah, I knew it would be a majority. I didn't know it would be 90%, but, you know, you find the niche you're carve it out no, for, yourself. for sure what's funny though is that like i just never really envisioned that you know on a random day that dave is going to be sending me you know a text about like you know oh so and so would be better if their bats weren't crap or whatever <laughs> it's like, it's that you occasionally hey. do but yeah anyway um so yes if, again if you have needs in the in the in the baseball softball world feel free just don't come on saturdays in the fall if you want to see david he apparently there um all right speaking of uh saturdays in the fall Damn, that was a hell of a segue. That is how you know I'm a professional, Jack. Um, and then the fact that I talked about it. All right. So Saturday, uh, Cavaliers are going to open the season, as I mentioned earlier, against Tennessee, number 12 team in the country in uh, in Nashville. Um, I, I don't know if you guys saw that thing on, that t- on Twitter today where that guy was like, oh, there's a separation that the game's in doubt or might have to move it to Nayland Stadium. Um, obviously not real. Um He's one of those. What was that guy's name? What's the fake dude's name again? What's the fake guy's Howington. name? Howington. Howington. Is it Jim? Jim. Jim Howington. Um, anyway. Don't alienate our future podcast guests. Yeah. Jim, <laughs> if you're true. listening, send send for the, another DM. Come on. Come I on think the, show. the Nashville Stadium thing actually did happen, but it was like a year ago or two years ago or something. Oh, like, fair. Fair. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Well, it's not real for now. They're not really, they're not moving this game to Neyland Stadium. Um, all right. So in the in the limited time that we're going to talk about Tennessee, um, I, I think one of the things I I did a a guest spot with Ballhawk and, and Cove on, on their show, the Lockdown, um, and one of the things that sort of came from that was this idea that maybe Tennessee's offense won't be quite what it was. We were talking previous to hitting the button um, that that maybe that, maybe that's not necessarily something folks should really put their you know kind of hang their their wahoo hats on. Um, I think all of us pretty universally expect this to be, uh, at best, probably, um, not, you know, not like, like maybe bordering on terrible, but you know, at worst it it could be real bad, real bad. Um, I, I don't necessarily think we need to spend a whole lot of time diagramming this out, but I do think it's, it's worth talking about just sort of the sheer amount of talent that Tennessee has, um, and I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, um, you know, they're one of the better teams in the country. Ferber, I feel like you're probably the, the of the three of us. I mean, Dave's been in expansion land for two weeks or whatever it was. Um, you're probably one of the three of us who is the most plugged into the Vols. Um, in general, their level of talent, how how would you compare it to teams that, that UVA typically sees? Um you know, the Clemson's of, you know, Florida state's kind of, you know, we don't really see them that often anyway, Yeah. but in terms of the ACC teams, um, try to give the people an idea of what 
sort of um, talent the volunteers have. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that they're in a place yet that they want to be, um, you know, like from a recruiting standpoint. They're certainly making strides, and I think NIL helps them more than most programs. Um, but, you know, I think that they've had some really good classes over the years, but they've had some gaps and a lot of coaching changes, so they've had transfers. Um, but if you look at their roster, especially they're too deep, I mean, they're loaded with old guys, you know, and I think – and and guys that a lot of UVA fans probably remember just from recruiting battles and stuff like that, where UVA tried to get involved and ultimately couldn't get it done. But, um, you know, old team, uh, I think uh, their talent is obviously going through, it's a transition, you know, as it, every season is in college football with guys coming and guys going. But, um, you know, your, your point about their offense, like I think, the fact that we've seen a decent number of their guys play meaningful football, even though they weren't the starters last year, like Milton, for example, I mean, he played in the orange bowl, played well, uh, you know, started against Vanderbilt. They scored like 56 points in that game. Um, and he was brought in to start before hooker kind of ended up taking the job. But um, yeah, I, I think like, and, and then up front, I think like on both sides of the ball, that's where I have a hard time with UVA, like, you know, having a lot of paths to victory, it's just like, I, it's going to be hard for them in the trenches, I think. Um, and the good news is, you know, you mentioned other teams, there's not really not a, a lot of other teams that they're going to play that are going to be that like stout up front um, on both sides of the ball. I think their front seven is going to be really good on defense and their offensive line is old and big. Um, so I think that that'll be a tough challenge. And, and to be honest with you, I mean, I think they're going to try to run the ball, but things happen very quick in their offense. So they don't really have to sustain blocks for like a really long time anyway um, to kind of get the ball out. And I thought everything that Tony said on Monday or uh, Tuesday was really accurate about how Tennessee's offense sort of puts you in a bind with like the wide splits and things like that. So um, yeah, I mean, they're an old team. I, I wouldn't say that their roster is at the level of like Georgia or Alabama yet, um, you know, with just like dudes that are, you know, four guys down on the depth chart that are five stars, but um, if they keep playing like this and winning and putting guys in the league, they're going to get there. But as far as comparing them to other teams, UVA plays, there's not really a team on the schedule besides them that, that is this loaded with talent. I wouldn't say, I mean, North Carolina has talent at like the skill positions on offense and they can give you some trouble with that. And Miami's got some talent on the roster, but neither team has it consistently across the board. Like, like what Tennessee has. Right. Dave, uh, is this a, I mean, what was it? 1980. They went out there. Um, what was it? Sixteen, thirteen? Is that the number? Am I getting that right? Um, kind of shocked the world a little bit. Um, in in terms of, uh, I think I'm pretty sure that's the game my dad and his friend flew to. Um, and my uncle who who lives in Knoxville was just you know, <laughs> imagine showing Tennessee's offense to like people in 1980. <laughs> like <laughs> they were if they were like running that stuff. Hell, imagine showing them iPhones. Um, but but Dave, in is there what's your perfect scenario? Right, like. Ferber just mentioned like path to victory, which, which, you know, kind of stirred the echoes of my political science background, but like, what's the path to victory here? Like, what is, what does it have to look like for UVA to pull this upset? And don't say like, you know, Mil you know, Milton and half the team gets like food poisoning. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, like realistically, like, what does it look like? Is it just like, okay, their offenses sputters, you know, maybe their own mistakes um, mm -hmm. and guys just sort of get frustrated. UVA believes a little bit and, you know, wins in a squeaker or like what's, what's your, what's your best case scenario for UVA in terms of actually winning the thing? 
I mean, look, I don't see any way Virginia can win the game unless Tennessee, like Tennessee doesn't just have to struggle on offense. They have to turn the ball over on offense. Like you got to get Virginia short fields and, and let Virginia score. And their defense has to be nowhere near what I think it is just so Virginia can maintain the clock. I mean, I'm trying to think like, yeah, sim- I guess a similar spread would have been that App State over Michigan game. Um, back, well, I don't know, that's been many years now, but you know, usually the way that happens is, is the other team turning the ball over special uh, you know, team even, stuff. Yeah. It, it's hard to envision it. If there were, um, I'd figure out how to put money on a game. That's got a 27 and a half point spread. Um, but it's not, you know, it happens. It certainly happens more in college football than, than the NFL. Um, but yeah, Tennessee, like they're really loaded. I think best case scenario for Virginia is that Tennessee just isn't as focused. Um, I mean, I'm sure it's not easy for Heupel to get his team motivated to play Virginia as as it is for Elliott to get his up to play Tennessee. Um, that said, like, you've not only got to have him struggle, you need to have him struggle for four quarters and you have to take advantage of it because, I mean, Virginia could be in this game for three quarters and if they make a mistake and Tennessee turns it on, it could still be right. a 24-27 point. And the taking so it's the taking yeah. the taking advantage piece for me is probably the you know it's one thing to say like okay the other team is gonna is gonna struggle right um, who knows right to your point about motivation your point about like sort of focus and the idea just like hey you know what maybe they're just not like on it yet like that can absolutely happen but the idea of like UVA being in a position to take advantage of it I mean like I I tend to think Muscat's gonna have a pretty consistent sort of um, you know. I don't. I don't want to say boring. That's not the right word. Um, but I think he's he's gonna he's he basically gonna do I think what they need him to do, which is like get the ball to other dudes, um, stay clean, not make mistakes. That's kind of what I'm expecting from him. I don't expect a bunch of like impressive gaudy stats, and I don't ex- expect that you know when folks talk about sort of the best players on the team, I don't I don't really think they're gonna you know he's gonna be in that conversation because I think he's you know the idea for him is get the ball out, be you know play clean. Um, you know, stay on the field on third downs. He's not a guy. I think. I mean, he's he's mobile in the sense like he he he's not a Matt Schaub type. But he can move a little bit, but I don't think you're going to see him running much at all, right? So it's like you know, he's just going to be back there, and he's going to you know, he's got to make his reads, and he's got to be uh, sound. You know, he might um, be running, but not by choice. That's fair <laughs> at, at times. Yeah, that's fair. But no, I, I think my problem with it all is just the idea of UVA taking advantage of it, right? Like I I think that. One of the one of the best parts about opening the season against arguably the best team you're going to play all year um, is that everything after this, you know, with maybe the exception of Drake May, everything after this is going to be like basically if we're we're being we're being honest, like kind of demonstrably like not as good, right? Um, and I mean, I'm not trying to make I'm not trying to make Tennessee sound like the you know the uh, the cream of the crop i mean i'm not saying they're they're probably not what they're third in their league at this point um probably arguably you know they're probably in that conversation for there and they're probably hoping to 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 impress some people and um change some minds and win those you know those battles against georgia and alabama but i mean the bottom line for uva at least is that like look this is the most talent you're going to see everything after this will slow down a little bit right the no, nothing is going to be as good. I mean, and, and like we were talking before we started recording, just the sheer amount of like experience that they bring back on defense. Like that's the thing. I think that a lot of people are sort of shortchanging here. It's, it's not just like, Oh, they have a bunch of dudes. It's like, Oh, these dudes have played like, these are not just like, Oh, this kid was, you know, 
in 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 high school last year or whatever, right? That I mean, they got some of those too. But I'm just saying, like, this is a this is a this is not just a talented team. This is a very talented team with a lot of experience and a bunch of dudes who um, are you know used to doing exactly this. Um, and yeah, it, for me, it's the taking advantage piece, and that's the thing uh, that's the hardest to sort of envision. Um, I mean, I would say like from a UVA perspective, the comparisons for this game are like USC 2008, Oregon 2013. Like now remind me, I mean, was the one in eight the one they played out there? No, that was the one that was here. Yeah, yeah. You know what that was? I mean, I don't, I don't know what the spreads were on those, but like the Oregon game, was, was I want to say it was like thirty-five or forty for for USC, right? Wasn't it? Yeah, I don't yeah, know because UVA was familiar. coming off. Well, UVA was coming off of a nine-win season, so I don't know. And, I, but right. I mean, nobody thought UVA was going to win that game. That was a loaded USC team. I mean, that yeah. USC team was better than this Tennessee team, um, slightly. Yeah, and then like even well, even but even like I would probably I I would take the Oregon team with Mariota over this Tennessee team too. I mean, he won the Heisman that year, and they had like DeAnthony Thomas, and I mean Tennessee's probably going to be good, but like Tennessee's got a better defense than an Oregon team did. Uh, Dude, Mariota was it was as fast as like any quarterback I had literally ever seen. That I mean that game's a great one to kind of keep in your mind for what has to happen. Saturday, it's like you know Virginia came out in that game and like stuffed them on first and second down. You're like, oh, yeah, maybe seventy yard touchdown, and then all of a sudden, goodbye. Um, then it went downhill from there. That's that's the thing in these games, and I think we're all guilty of it as you think about a game, especially when you haven't watched football in what ten months for us almost. Um, a Virginia game, like you start thinking of the game as one thing. It's you know, but instead, it's ninety to hundred plays per team. Like yeah. it. Individual a, battles. Yeah, you could be good for a majority of them, but if Tennessee is better on ten percent of them, you know, can you match that? And I don't know that you can. So it, yeah. it's a tough matchup. I also um, think it's a good comparison to that game, just because of how quickly both teams wanted to go and how quick yeah, they could true. score and how quick yeah. it could get away from you. Like, yeah, you know, you mentioned the Mariota play. Then UVA, I think, probably went like three and out, and then they punted, and then Oregon scored again, and then all of a sudden you're down twenty-one nothing halfway through the first quarter, and, like, and that's oh and that's how that USC game was too. Yeah, and that kind of takes away you know one of the best things you can do as a as the underdog, which is ball control. You can't do that anymore when you're down multiple scores, um, and it gets your guys pressing right. Like I don't think Virginia's offense is going to be at a spot where you know, I know they've talked about tempo and camp, but I don't think this offense is going to be ready to come out and run it. Tennessee speed right and it's like you're just playing into their hands honestly like if you do that I would like to see them come out and and I don't want to say like you don't try to win you try to win but like let's be realistic if things go the way that we think they can go early and it becomes not as competitive I want to see them just kind of go out and execute their stuff instead of like let's try to come back from 28 down you know like go out and just run your offense like the game's tied and just try to like work on stuff you know what I mean yeah. Um, I'd rather them treat it that way than treat it like, oh, now we have to play to the scoreboard, you know? Yeah. I, I mean, my issue with like games like this in game one, and I know it's too late to change it, um, but the, and I haven't had a chance to, to look into it, but from just my memory, I don't remember a season where, you know, where Virginia started the year against some really tough teams over my lifetime, but I don't remember one other than the 1989 season where they opened against Notre Dame in the Meadowlands and then had a really good year afterwards. Most of the time when Virginia plays a really, really strong team week one, it doesn't lead to a successful season. Like you don't see that. Oh, well, Michigan? they face that. Now they're better. Um, like 95. Yeah. 
Yeah, ninety five. I was thinking ninety five might be the the, the other that's one. Like I don't the, think Michigan was that, that highly rated. Yeah, well, I mean, they were really talented though. Yeah, yeah, um, they were good. I mean, and maybe maybe they weren't as like maybe that's one of those, what happened. What happened to them later in the year? I guess is the question because I think maybe then yeah. they weren't, but I think as the season wore on. Uh, it would, but I mean, I, I don't remember sort of their ranking story. But no, I mean, that's a fair point. And I feel like, you know, there's very few times to the, to this exact sort of um, like line of thought, right? It's very rare for UV to play the the best team you're going to play in the first game of the season. And like, yeah, you could you could absolutely see them get blown out here, and all, in some ways, right, be better for it, right? Which is just a very strange thing to say, as long as you know you sort of don't lose. Um, yeah, Michigan was number fourteen. Game. Virginia was seventeen. Uh, okay, that's cool. Michigan so top ended 15 up nine and four. That's another okay. thing too, though, Dave. Is that like for whatever reason? And I'm not saying that like the first game isn't a factor in it, but like for it seems like UVA always has these games early when they're not good. <laughs> you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Like we haven't like that 2019 team that won the Coastal. They played Pitt to start the season. Pitt's good, but like it would have been interesting to see them play. You know, Notre Dame first or whatever, right. and just like right. see what yeah. would happen. Um, but yeah. And I think with this game, like the Tennessee, like, are they going to be up for it thing? I would be more like kind of looking at that if it wasn't the opener. Cause right. you know, they've that's been fair. waiting so long to play just like that's UVA. Fair. And it's yeah. like, that's fair. They're going to want to come out. And, and the thing is like, if you come out and take care of your business in the first half, you might not have to like really press too hard in the second half. That's and and yeah, that's kind of have a pretty easy next game afterwards. Yeah. So you play Austin that's going P. against us. Yeah. And I yeah. think like, I think this game could easily get to halftime and then it, the second half for both teams sort of becomes like let's get out of here like right. you know almost right um in the preseason i had it 41 20 dave had it 44 17 ferber had it 48 17 unless we hear any objections um to those numbers let's move on to the prop bets and turn the turn the ship over to ferber yeah let's do it All right take it away what is this like six years now we've done this uh, uh yeah, well let's just call it the sixth annual and, and dare somebody to tell us we're wrong absolutely <laughs> yes the nick jackson year um so obviously for those of you that listen to the show this is where the episode right before the season where we always go through some of them are props some of them are close to props prop adjacent um different questions we have that's good yeah we have some over unders we have some yes no's we have some shot stuff uh, a bunch of different things. So just going to run through them. We got a lot to go through like always. So excited to see what you guys think. Uh, your mic did the thing. Your mic did nah, the thing. Whatever. It's okay. <laughs> just now, <get> your back. <laughs> it's just, I don't know. I guess I got to get a new mic or something. Um, you get a new cable apparently. Yeah. In yourself. Okay. You guys ready? Yeah, man, let's do it. All right. The first group of questions are best guess. So it's just, you know, get as close to the pin as possible. You can go over. Um, it's just whoever's closest. RIP Bob um, Barker. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I didn't even think about that. Um, I'll try to do my best Bob Barker impression throughout this um, hosting. Just talk about spay or neuter your pets. Yep. Ex- hey, it's a great, it's great advice. It's, it's great for the community. Um, all right. So first question, same. It's always the same one. Uh, first touchdown scored of the season. Who scores it? How and how many yards? Uh, Mike Collins, uh, seven yard run. Okay. It's a very reasonable pick. Yeah. That's what I was going to lean towards, but I'm going to change it up to be fun. I'm going to go, uh, Malachi Fields, uh, 13 yard touchdown pass. Love it. And then mine, uh, my choice is a Sackett Wood eight yard touchdown catch. Did you say 80? 
eight. Okay. <laughs> oh my god! If they scored an eighty-yard touchdown, to second wood for eighty yards to open the season, and you, I would just have to it? imagine that Tennessee just like wasn't lined up or something at that point. Like they were just like jogging <laughs> onto the field. Um, because I don't know, eighty was an athlete. Yeah, that's Man, true. 30, no, no, no shade to you, Sackwood. No, we, yeah. we, we believe in hey, you. But member of the Dirty Dozen, man. Yeah, well, that's that, also. No, that's it's also worth noting that their longest touchdown of the year last year was sixty-four yards. So, and we'll get to that later. But the, also, last the first touchdown last season, in case you were wondering, was the late Delavelle Davis fifty-six yard touchdown. Oh, catch. that's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ferber, real quick, what what was the outcome of last year's? Before we get too deep in this, I I meant you to ask it. you this before. Ah, well, what you want it. You want it, but obviously with what happened at the end of the season, oh, we didn't fair. finish. So like some of them weren't even resolved, but I was just like, Brad is the most right now, and I'm not going to do anything with this and just deleted it. <laughs> well, I would just like to say thank Congratulations. you. Congratulations. Yeah. All of my family and friends for this incredible honor, and uh, mm-hmm. I will do my best to carry the mantle forward. All right. So, all right. So we got all our touchdowns picked. What's next? All right. Next up is just who leads the team in touchdowns. And just to keep in mind, Quarterback touchdown passes do not count, but obviously if Tony runs a bunch of them in, those do count. So who leads the team this, in touchdown scores? I just had this moment where I thought you meant Tony Elliott, and I was like, man, that would be really weird. I think he's out of eligibility, <laughs> but he is no, down I mean, 20 just, pounds, so he's a little light on his feet. What if he just started running out on the field all the time? All right, um, give me Malachi Fields at eight. Yeah, we are not, we're not doing the number here, but you can. I'll just throw it in there. What the hell? Um but I have the same. I have Malachi Fields. Um, I'll go with uh, Mike Collins. Nice. Okay. A lot of Malachi and, and Mike Collins to start tonight. Yeah. Show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> obviously. Um, okay. This is an interesting one because for the last three years, Nick Jackson led the team in tackles. He's not here anymore. Who leads the team in tackles now? Wait. How many? Nick Jackson left? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. He's an Iowa Hawkeye. What? Um, all right, who yeah. leads the team tackles? Give me. Uh, He's going to have to hold his opponents to nine points a game because they they're gonna... probably won't be able to score any points. <laughs> <laughs> Let's keep it all in the family. James Jackson. They're not actually nice. related. And record. how many? Um, what did Nick get last year? Remind me. One hundred and four. Give me. And that was in again. You have to keep in mind these ten are in games. ten games. Give me. Give me ninety-one. Nice. I'll go next. Uh, I have Jonas Sanker, 93 Mm. tackles. Going to Quinn Blaney route, huh? Yeah. I just don't know who's going to play in the linebacker. That really makes it difficult. I mean, it seems like Ahern and Jackson are going to be the starters, but I wouldn't be surprised if some more guys kind of get in the mix. And obviously, go with Cam Robinson at like 75 and walk (laughs) off the field. God. I'm going to go with Lex Long. I think he ends up playing in the box a lot. I got to go off. I got to go off the page, but I'll go Lex Long. I can say I, I don't think anyone's going to have a triple digit tackles this year. So I think, so I'll go Lex Long with like 72. Nice. That's a low number, but that is a low number. I, mean, I can uh, see it. There's going to be a lot of rotation that linebacker. Yeah. Too. And then yeah, injuries and stuff. And, and Nick was just doing, I mean, I don't think the next closest person after Nick had like 60 something tackles or something yeah. like that. Dude, what um, if it was like Jameer Carter at like 80? What if Jameer yeah, Carter be, had 80 tackles? That'd be tackles? great. <laughs> that would be. Well, the, Something's then cooking. he's going. He's going first in the draft. <laughs> Sorry, Caleb Williams. You're just gonna have to take a back seat to the draft. Sorry, Drake May. Um, all right, what you got? All right, next one is the team's turnover margin. Last year it was minus nine, which is terrible. Um, Good we, lord. We all we all picked it to be like plus four, plus five. Um, I'll go first. I have minus four. Um, 
I do think I, I think musket's gonna be better, but I yeah, my, give me minus three. Okay. David. Yeah, I mean I think it's gonna be minus. I mean I, I think Musket's gonna take care of the ball better than Brennan did last year, but I don't think the defense I don't know if I can rely on the defense to turn the team over. I'm gonna go I like minus who said minus three? I think I like that number. I did. Um, yeah, minus I'm gonna three. go with Brad. It's okay. You can three. you can be like me. It's okay. Yeah. I mean, I think also we all picked them to have a losing record. So like if you think yeah, they're gonna have a losing exact, record, they're not dude, gonna be plus ten in turnovers. That's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, you can't really like I can't be like, oh, they're gonna be, you know, five and seven. Um you know with a I mean? plus eight. Hey, my yeah. goal is just to win eight. one of the things. That's it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then also like um the defense part of this too is the defense didn't force a lot of turnovers last right. year because they were right, they right. played kind of to be honest, kind of vanilla, like yeah. the way that they played. So We'll yeah, see I if they get that's more just aggressive Rudd's this style, year. right? Keep everything in front of you, tackle well. You know. Well, especially with the group they had last year, I think it was just like give guys in the back and some, you know, like let them do their thing and kind of keep everything. Yeah, bend but don't break. And maybe they'll keep that going. Maybe they'll get a little bit more aggressive this year. We'll see. Um, all right, next one. This is a new one. Um, the run pass ratio for the team. So la- you know they talked a lot about last year about wanting to run the ball more, and they yeah, did. Bounce, bounce, bounce. Right. It was a 50.9 pass to 49.1 rush. Wow. Um, all right, give me give me 58% pass. Okay. I have 53.47 pass. Okay. I'll go 52.48 pass. Yeah, so we're all around the same. Yeah. If you get over 60 pass, like you're an air eight team, basically, because <laughs> even like I, I think even if you went back to like 2021, they ran. the. It wasn't like they ran the ball like 20 percent of the time. Um, They ran the ball like 46 percent of the time or something like that. Even with yeah, a lot all of those passes. Are scrambles. So you'd have to. Yeah, yeah all the scrambles. And then, you know, like a little pop passes and stuff behind the lines. And then just when you're ahead, you know, like if you're up, you're running the ball. So. Right. That's true. Um, All right. Average home attendance. Per, oh. Our average attendance per home game. We do this every oh, year. God. Last what year, was the number last th- year, forty thousand six hundred and eighty-one. I'll go first. Uh, I have it higher this year, um, based partly on opponents, um, yeah. but I'll go forty-two thousand three hundred ninety-one. Yeah, I'm gonna make a bigger job. I'm gonna go forty-six-five. Mm-hmm. Jeez. All right, the Hokies between JMU and Virginia Tech, like that's yeah. gonna help a lot. Give me, give me forty-five and a half. Mm-hmm. I looked at it last year. They had like, they were pretty much around the same number, but also they had all these noon games last year. But there was only like one or two games that were like lower, and it was Louisville and Pitt were like lower than the rest. Miami was like forty-six thousand or something, um, which I don't know how legit that is, but I don't keep track of that stuff. Um, okay, cool. This is another new one. Uh, what happens first this year? So obviously it's just whatever happens first in the season, a successful onside kick recovery from the kicking team. Like they're kicking it, um, a successful two point conversion or a fake punt or field goal. Um, I have scenario. last year listed as not applicable. <laughs> yeah. In this scenario, I'm going to go two point conversion. Hold on. Hold on, Dave. In this scenario, Ferber, the fake punt or field goal is successful. So if it's like they fake punt it and it's nope, fourth and just, eight. Just an attempt. Just an attempt. Okay. An attempt. Then give me that. <laughs> okay. Quick kicks do not count. 
because those are those are designed as as regular plays and are our puns. I have successful onside kicks, so we'll do three different ones and make it. You know, somebody's gonna fun. win. Yeah, or they'll just do none of them. <laughs> well, I guess we'll find out. Um, okay, and then I have yards per play is our last best guess. Last year was five point one three. Um, I can go first. I have it already in here at five point four, so slight uptick, um, but not a major jump. Give me five point two five. Okay, I'm gonna go five point nine. I think the offense is gonna be better than we expect. Ooh, okay, Look at Dave. Dave thinks they're gonna get a bunch of yards, but not points. Dave thinks they're gonna get a bunch of yards, no points, and they're gonna lose. That's what that's yep. Dave's pick right now. That's his. I mean, that's situation. not that. That's not that unrealistic, is it? That's really not. It really does make a lot of sense. Yeah, a lot of a lot of teams are gonna be blending to take what we want underneath. All right, when here we go. 20. We're on to the next subcategory, which is over-unders. Um, got a bunch of them here. These should be relatively quick, but interested to hear what you guys have to say. Right. First one, we did the same thing last year. Uh, over-under, and it's the different offensive line combinations. So throughout the season, how many different offensive lines and what, play and you together. Mean starters, right? Yeah, for, I just use the media guy, like the first snaps yep. from yeah, the yeah. game notes. Yeah. Um, the over-under is 3.5. Last year was 5. Over. Okay, I went under, but I'm you can go, go over, over purely on well. injuries. I mean, yeah. like you know, just yeah, on that. Yeah, that, I'm. I going mean, over we're gonna get this. two in the first two weeks. Probably that's kind of what I was thinking, Dave. Is that you're gonna get two um, in the first two weeks? So, so yeah, I'll go over. I don't know honestly because they keep talking about how they like you gonna tackle. Um, so we'll see. I mean, like I wouldn't be surprised if they kick him back inside, but like I also wouldn't be surprised if Chris is just on the bench. I'm like not the swing so tackle. much yeah. worried about how much they like Ugana at tackle. I'm much more worried about how well Stevens is going to play at guard. You see mm, what I mean? Stevens and Josie and Furnish. I was the, the interior. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, and Furnish just, started the year last year, and you know. yeah, and then you have Ugana could easily kick into guard if something happens and Correct, they have right. more tackles. Blake Steen might get in game. Who knows? Cool. All right, uh, longest touchdown of the season from scrimmage. We do this one every year pretty much. Last year, I already mentioned it. Do you guys know what the longest touchdown was last year? 64 yards. I told you that, but who did it and how? Damn, I was hoping you would and against you who? It. Lord have mercy. I have no recollection of who did that. Uh, I can tell you. I'm sure you can. That's the Just whole tell me purpose. what game it was. And I'll yeah, tell, tell me what game <laughs> It was against Richmond. Oh, then it was um, Brennan, right? That is correct. A Brennan Armstrong yeah. rush on what Tony Elliott said plays. was a busted play. It was a busted play, yeah. yeah. That's right. They yeah. scored two touchdowns on a busted play that game, right? Yeah, Wasn't the that the Paris? Yeah, the, yeah. the Paris Jones one. I mean, that one was slightly busted. The warning signs just, were there. We just didn't want to see them. We yeah, didn't want to see it. Go. Yeah, that's right. All right. So the over-under this year is 72.5. And we don't have to tell you who. We just have to tell you. Nope, just over-under the yards. 72 and a half. I could see Sidarian. Does it include kickoff returns? Nope. Scrimmage. Okay. I like how you, I like how you asked that Dave like there was an, a, like a league office that well, would make the determination and Ferber immediately was like well, I, I, well that was I mean, one I could that see I Starlin had to, house in a kickoff well I had to Fair. change it because one year I did I just said over under and I said it at like eighty yards and we all went over because of Joe Reed and it was over um, and I was like I need to start making this like a scrimmage play because it's more interesting that way and honestly most years it's right around like seventy five yards seventy yeah. yards yeah yeah I'll go under I, I mean I think. Yeah, I'll go under. Give it's also a, give harder to go from eighty for like seventy-five plus because you start from the twenty-five a lot of times. Right? Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, give me, give me. Um, 
Give me the over. I have oh. the over as well. Give me give me the over and and, and it's going to happen in the month of October. Okay. That's it. Just in October? Yeah. Any anytime? All right. No. Cool. I'll put I, that I, down. No. I'll, you did, I'll write you that didn't down. you didn't make me be more specific, so I just offered a little bit. Just I mean, if you're going to pick a month, <laughs> okay. pick September. We played 5 games in that month. <laughs> no, uh, yeah. no, I was being specific cuz I think I think <laughs> and I know buys in October. Happen, but. I think okay. I know what game will happen. That's why I was. That's why I was being because uh, I was like, "Oh, it's a buy." You know, we play Carolina in October. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they do. Right. Also play William Mary that month. That's no, true. Well, that's right. All right, defense and special teams touchdowns. Um, over under one and a half. One does and anybody, a half. Gosh, does anybody know what it was last year? Was it zero? It was zero. Yeah, it was zero. Yeah. Bum, bum, I'll take the over. unusual. I'll take the over. I like I like all the returning guys on on defense. I think our front front seven is going to create some havoc. Like we could see a scoop and score touchdown. I like Starling and Washington returning kicks. I like Harrison and and Davies returning punts. Yeah, I'll, I'll take the over. Okay, I have under, but you know that's. I think I said a good line here, Brad. <sighs> I'm thinking. Hold on. Uh, give me, uh, give me the over. It's fine. It's fine. Okay, it's fine. Cool. I'll be wrong. It's fine. This is another new one. Red zone touchdown percentage. Ooh. And I put it in because last year was bad. Yeah, <laughs> last year was, was bad, last was year forty eight point five percent. So if they got to the red zone, there was a coin flip. If they would get a touchdown, and it was actually a little worse than a coin flip. Yes. Um. So I have it set at fifty five point five. Which I'll is take the I'll take the over on that. I'll take the okay. over on that. I think it'll be like around sixty. It's hard to compare to last year for one because all the quantitative numbers are ten game numbers, right. and then yeah, also yeah. like their offense was so bad that like even like fifty five point five is like seventy fifth best in the country. Yeah. What'd you say the over was fifty five? Fifty five point five. Yeah, I'll take the over. I have under. Uh, I think they'll improve, but not by like a giant amount. So. Matt Ganyard's going to be kicking some field goals. Or I mean, where was 55.5? That'd still be near the bottom in the country. I looked. Right? I mean, that's how I set the numbers sometimes is I just look at, like, where the average team is and stuff like right, that. Right. I think I set it around where, like, the mid-70s were last year. So, like, yeah. it would be a, m- a big improvement, but it's not like I'm asking them to go out and, you know, like the world. Like, the really good teams are at, like, 65 70%. Um, okay, cool. So, next one is third down conversion rate. Last year was 32.1. I have it Holy over crap. under 30. Yeah, some <laughs> bad numbers on here. Uh, over under is 38.8%. Over. I mean, give me, give me I over. can't watch a season where it's below that. Come on. You did that once already. <laughs> I already done it. I have under again, unfortunately. I do. Th- I mean, look, this is the, I mean, maybe I'm going to be wrong. Um, but I do think the one thing I think Musket's going to be able to do is keep him on the field. I don't. I don't think it's always going to go, you know, uh, the way everybody wants it to go. But I do think they're going to stay on the field. I think they're. Gonna I, be I able do. To stay on the field. I. I did really like your take last week about how like he'll keep the chains moving, and then it's like what happens when they get down to the red zone? Like, can they finish the drive? Yeah, exactly. I think yeah, that I could definitely like be what this kind of offense could end up being. And they were kind of like that at times last year when things were going well. They just were so bad in the red zone; it didn't matter. Um, all right, cool. Everybody answered that one right. Um, yeah. Yes. Cool. All right. Touchdown scored. Oh, oh no. Sorry. Total TFLs from Chico Bennett, Polakire, and Cam Butler combined, over under twenty one point five. Last year they combined for sixteen. 
I'm gonna take I'm the gonna under s- just because I don't say know. The under, I mean, Chico's I don't missing know. game one. Yeah, I'm going. Um, I'm going over, baby. Let's go. <laughs> I, Six, right, also, the, again, the 16 is in 10 games. So here's if you here's had my hot take. Those three exact players. I definitely I was gonna say. Yeah, I would. I would have. Yeah, if you'd have said any three guys, I would have. I would have taken the over. Um, but yeah, the Chico thing. I still think he plays next weekend because I mean, I think he if he's if he was close, and I think they actually did the right thing, um, giving him a week. Um, Especially but on this I, turf field with coconut shavings underneath of it, or whatever John Freeman was talking about on the coaches' show last night. Um, you guys will just have to look. I don't even have time to explain all that. Um, we're trying. I'm sorry, to did that. you say coconut shavings? Yeah, it's some new kind of turf where instead of the real little rubber pellets underneath the turf, it's coconut or something. And somebody was like, "I hope." And Tony was like, "I hope nobody's allergic to coconut." But Aaron found movie should like it, and you know, Jesus, comedy okay, ensued. Laughter ensued. Yeah, exactly. Um. But we'll see. But I didn't. I mean, their field was grass until this year, so that's kind of a bummer. I don't like the turf fields. Oh, um, that's right. Yeah, you did mention the other day you didn't like the field. I get it now. Yeah, I might have used some profanity. Um, all right, cool. Next one. I, this is a new one. Uh, I'm interested to hear what you guys think about this one. Touchdown scored by new transfers. So this does not include like Cody Brown or people that transferred last year. It's just the new guys. I don't so, know like, why. I don't know why I thought this Ferber. But when you started saying that, I thought you were going to be like. Touchdown scored by dudes who have names that start with a vowel. <laughs> Something like remember, that. Well, like no, really remember la- last year I was so proud of the one I did where I said over under number of touchdowns from guys from Louisiana. Oh, yeah, that's um, true. Yeah, you were. And it it right. obviously didn't work out so great. Um, no, but it it, I mean, they, dude, they didn't score touchdowns from any state last year. Yeah, that's year. right. Um, yeah, that's but right. Um, yeah, so this one is the new guys um, that joined, you know, like Tony Musket rushing touchdowns, obviously. Uh, Co- uh, Kobe Pace, Malik Washington, and then I guess if you want to get frisky, you can throw like Malcolm Green, Sam Westfall, all those guys in there too. So this is specifically um, from dudes who had played college football before, not newly freshmen. acquired transfers for this season. Okay, newly acquired transfers. Um, and the over under is ten and a half. I hope I thought you were about to just answer it <laughs> without an over under. <laughs> you said ten just, and a half. Just by uh, clairvoyance, just know the number. Um, I'll take the over. Give it to me. Let's go. Okay. Yeah, I like the over there too. I think Musket's probably going to have five or six rushing touchdowns. Washington's going to have a few. Pace might get one or two. Yeah, I'll I take have the, the over. And then we got I, we got two tackles we can throw too, so we're good to go. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. They could throw to then uh, Uganda. They can throw to Christ. Oh man, I didn't even think about that. Imagine a world absolutely... where we beat Tech with a throw to <laughs> Uganda. No, imagine a world where they beat NC State with one. I mean, Doctor Bob God, should really bring it out, right? I mean, we talked about him doing it last year, but well, like, if he did it on the first I, play of the game, I would, I would even I would be standing, o- standing ovation, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right out of the gate. I mean, it would be kind of funny if they tried to do it in Scott's. Honestly, I, I could see them like faking that and then throwing a screen to the other side or running a cute. What you do is you fake it and run a quarterback draw. Um, cause everybody runs over to the tackle and then you get the middle of the field wide open. Gosh, that, um, that whole, that whole week is just going to be so annoying. I'm already, I'm already like salty about it. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a prop later. Um, oh boy. All right. So where are we? Oh, we do this one every year too. Longest field goal made of the season. Doesn't matter which kicker. Uh, and I always have the same over under cause it's always right where they end up over under 47 and a half yards under. I have the over. Last yeah. year was 47. It was a long. Give me the over, and that's probably the most confident bet I've made tonight. Matt Ganyard? Oh, I was going to say, you think Ganyard? No, Betridge is really good from deep, and, and Ganyard has obviously got a leg too, so yeah. 
and we're going to be in situations to try them. (laughs) Yeah, it all adds up. (laughs) Recipe for success. All kinds of reps. This one will be. I'm. This one's. I keep saying. I'm interested to hear what you guys say. Like I, I'm not asking you the questions. Um, but this one's fun. Uh, over under touchdown passes from Anthony Calandria. Over under three and a half. Wow. Let's see where you guys are with this guy, this young man. Dave, Dave, I'm gonna let you start this one. <laughs> I mean, no, actually, I'm gonna go get, over. Wait, 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 wait. Let's. Oh, Dave. I was gonna say, yeah. Ferb already has his numbers written out. We should just let him start that one. I can go, go first. Ahead. Well, it's yeah, too late. He already said over. over. Yeah. <laughs> Any reason, Dave? Well, I figure he's gonna play against William Mary. Um, he might you, get some. You would think mop so. Up Tom against Tennessee. <laughs> Um, injuries and you know, and there's going to be some games that are out of hand one way or the other this year. Um, there's you know, also the possibility that Tony gets benched. Like, I mean, it's yeah. possible, right? Like, I mean, Muscat's never started a you know FBS game before. Fer- so, Ferber's over there trying yeah. to really mo- move us on to basketball season real quick, isn't he? No way. Yeah. No, I mean, honestly, from my experience, if they like, if they were like one and four, and they threw Calandria in, people would be like, "Oh, something different." Like, no, I know. meant more along the lines of you know. But no, that's fair. All right, didn't Brendan throw like three or four of the year he backed up Perkins? Uh, I think he had like one or two. I know Maybe he had that he had, one against Georgia Tech. Yeah, he had the one where he threw like a five yard pass, and Joe Reed took it. Oh, that's yards, true. Yeah, and he yeah, got yeah. credit for a seventy five yard touchdown pass, and everybody was like, "See, he's the guy." And it's like, okay. <laughs> I mean, he it's ended like, up okay. being fine, but obviously that was. I just remember people were like, "Look what he did against Georgia he Tech," did, and I'm he like, did not he threw end a three up being yard fine. Pass. He was yeah. fine, and then he was awesome, and then he was terrible. So that I don't think that at the end equals fine. I just want to. I'm I'm still salty. I'm still salty. Yeah, I mean, he's in the record book a lot. Congratulations um, to him. Yeah. Uh, said with all the disdain I can muster. <laughs> with all that said, I have the under here. <laughs> I think yeah. he ends up like because we did the same thing with Jay last year. We we're like he's going to end up playing, and he never played. No, I don't um, think. I except, think I think it's going to be under. Yeah, I think I think it'll be like three. I, but I think he. I think Dave's a hundred percent right. I think he will play at some point, whether you know it's injuries or Tony just needs you know to get out of a game late or whatever it is, or like hopefully they're blowing somebody out once or twice. Um, but I think he ends up at like three, unless he ends up having to start multiple games, and that's not something I'm counting on. Honestly, though, he could have a couple against Carolina, you know, because that one could get out of hand, and next thing you know, he's playing a good part of the second half, you know. But yeah, I mean, it's just like how much football are you going to play to score two touchdowns off the bench? Like you'd have to play like a lot. That's um, fair. That's like a quarter at least. And um, you know what though, if he, unless if he, he's if just he plays the dude. Against, <laughs> that's fair i mean if he, he goes over on this he's either like had to play a bunch because people got hurt and it is what it is or he is like good probably yeah, <laughs> like, it's like won yeah. the job because yeah. i mean a lot of backup quarterbacks play but they don't all throw touchdowns like that's they fair. come in and just they come in and hand the ball off or whatever you know um okay cool uh another one we talked about noon games earlier this is a new one uh over under number of games at scott stadium this year where the sun sets or has already set <laughs> Um, that's so. So good. basically, will it be dark so at Scott good. Stadium for a game? I set the oh. over under at two and a half. We already know there's going to be one, so that's why I set it at two and a half and not like one and a half. That number's oh, right on. It really is. I have I have the over. I'll take the over too. They have three games in November when you have late uh, the yeah. daylight yeah, savings. Yeah. Yeah. So a three thirty game, it gets dark. Um. So 
you just yeah. need you basically need after NC State to go over. You need two more games to be late, yeah. or even of, like mid afternoon. You need fifty percent of the games after. You need fifty percent of our games to be night kicks, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Or not. Or just mid afternoon. Or mid afternoon. Yeah, Thirty games. If tech after... starts at three yeah, thirty. It's true. dark at halftime. Yeah. And Duke is is late in the season too. So, the this uh, is. I want to take the under just to be just to get a point yeah. here if I need it's it. It's possible. And now you also know that you can't be more than five because the first game won't be at night. So, yeah. So you kind of throw the first two out. This is where the TV and me also would say like uh, the CW thing, like the instead of RSN, that might be later kicks. So that's possible. And then also, I think the William and Mary game is probably not going to be on TV. It'll probably be streaming. Fair. So UVA has control of that kick time if that happens. So they could play it at six o'clock or whatever if they wanted to. Um Okay, where are we? Uh, uniform combinations worn over under three and a half. Under. I'm going to go under. Me. Yeah, under. Yeah, We're all under. Yeah, it was three last year. So we already know they're, I mean, we already know it's at least two right off the bat because <laughs> they're wearing white this weekend and then they're going to wear orange next weekend. So, um, And they got that white. Actually, maybe we should take over because they got that blue game, right? Yeah, but that's their third combo. I think that's your third. Unless I they think, wear a blue helmet on the road, then that's yeah. Four. And that, the, hey, that's why it's three and a half. All right, yeah. I'm I'm switching my answer to over. Okay, cool. I'm gonna go under. I think they just go all white on the road. They have six road games though, so maybe they do mess with some stuff or they pull something out of a hat late in the season. Yeah, I'm gonna stay under, but I want to change it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, tight end receptions this year. Last year was 29. I've set the over under at 35 and a half. Again, 29 in 10 games. Total. Give me the over. I have the um, over as well. I'm going to take the under. Nice. Gosh, Dave is just being contrary tonight. I love it. I mean, that's how you win this thing, right? Uh, um, you got to. He's got to take my our, our last over-under is how many running backs on the roster will get to 40 or more carries this season. Last year, three running backs did it. Um, this year, the over-under is three and a half. Under. Ooh. Nice little yawn there too. Sorry, yes. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't realize it was going to. It was going to sound that. Are, am I boring you? No, no, no. Just Are you my, not entertained? No, this is my <laughs> third one of these. It's three nights in a row. I'm. I'm sorry. It's not you. I promise. It's me. Hey, we're number one. Just remember that. Yeah. Save yourself up for us. Um. Yeah, I have the under. under. I have the under here. I think it'll be three. I think it'll be Hollins, Pace, and Jones. Um. So, and if there's a fourth. We'll see what happens, I guess. I probably should have set this number at two and a half. Um, okay. And then we have a few yes, no's. So these are pretty straightforward. Will a player finish the season with double digit sacks? The answer last year was no. I'm going to go yes. And I'm going to say Akira does it. Yeah, yes. I agree. I'm going to say over. Or I think that have, dude's sorry. a beast. I have no. And we'll get, I have a sack one later, but um, I have no, but close. Um, Will UVA beat a ranked opponent? No. Same. I mean, we picked no, the I don't know the, the UVA play one after week one. Yeah. Maybe North Carolina. I think I are they ranked, think ranked in the preseason poll. Um, <laughs> yeah, they are. I don't know if they will be. Maryland? I think Maryland's probably in others receiving votes, and they could, they're definitely going to be 2-0. If they're not, then that's not good for them. <laughs> But yeah, those are probably the only two. Maybe Duke if you're really buying that or Louisville late in the season. Um let's see. All right. Next one. 
Will UVA block a field goal or punt? Or kick or punt? Sorry, just a kick or a punt. I was going to say, will UVA punt? Yes, they will punt. Um, <laughs> yeah, they'll that. have an amazing punter. I should have put a Daniel Sprague. Well, only punt. the quarterback punt. Um, yeah, how many players will punt? I should have put that yeah, one on. We're not, I don't think we're blocking a field goal or a punt. We're just trying to get back to cover punts at this point. I have yes for this. Oh, I was going to, I was, if you guys said no, I was going to say yes, but I'll say no then. Okay, cool. Here, here we go, Brad. Will UVA's defense intercept Brendan Armstrong? Uh, yes. This season. 100%. Matter of fact, I will put every other answer I've got on this list <laughs> and say yes. Now, I mean, look, I, real quick, I, I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm having fun with it, but I, listen, I don't, I don't really, I don't mean the kid any ill will. Okay. I, I do think that there are things, it was very clear to me. There were things last year that just didn't work. He was clearly unhappy. I don't think he did a very good job of keeping that unhappiness to himself. I do wish him the best in Raleigh. I do hope that he does well. Uh, I hope that he, you know, can keep playing the game. Um, he was a lot of fun to cover was certainly, um, you know, all that fun stuff. I, I can't, I can't un like that entire experience of like having a guy coming back and then him just being just absolutely like night and day compared to what he was before was just brutal. And so I let it get the best of me sometimes, but that's just frustration talking. Um, I, I I do think the UVA is going to intercept him more than um, I put it to you like this. I think he's going to have more interceptions in that game. than he will have touchdown passes. Okay. Wow. Calling a shot. I have yes here too, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I have. Yeah, I think Brendan only had like six games in his UVA career where he didn't throw a pick. I mean, we used um, to have a thing for it the year, the COVID year, where we were like, "Oh, that's the one he got out of his system." Like the the weird throw. Of the yeah, game. yeah, we used He's to call it. What, we had a name for it, like the the Coca Cola. Yeah, what the hell was WTF that? WTF throw of the yeah. game, or interception something. of the game. Yeah, yeah. yeah he I might mean, throw five touchdowns, but he's gonna throw a pick. The next year, the next year, he kind of cut that out a little bit. Um, I mean, honestly, like, not to. I don't think we need to talk about him too much more. Maybe the week of the game, but like, I think he's gonna have a nice season for them. Like, I, I don't know that he'll reach like twenty twenty one levels. Um, but I think he'll be fine. I think he'll do what he needs to do, and they'll be pretty good. But ultimately, I don't think that. I mean, he's still going to have the system quarterback thing hanging over him, so I don't think that like necessarily is going to change his like pro outlook or anything like that. Um, Dave Dorn so and the be... Wolfpack fan base with uh, Anai and Brennan—that's a weird combo to me. It is yeah. very weird, anyway. and I am fascinated <laughs> to watch it unfold from afar. And Gary Two J, don't forget, um, former podcast guest. Maybe we can have him on week of the game. Uh, the the game. The <laughs> Bring game him on there. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. All right. Last yes or no? Will UVA score a touchdown in every game this season? No, have, I said yes. I, I mean, you could kind of go back and I look think at your yes. I mean, last week, but I mean, yeah. I think you know. Yeah, I'm gonna go yes. Tennessee. All right, fine. Yes, I'll go yes. Do you know how many games they didn't score one last year? One, two, two. two. Miami, Miami. And yeah. I knew, yeah, the Miami was the one. Yeah, it was it? And I yeah, see, I Miami, was, I get confused because I remember the the Holland's long pass. You know, long play. And I keep in and my then brain Lavelle that Davis that was a touchdown, one, but it he wasn't. Fell down on the one. Memory tripped. And then didn't Brennan dive for the for the end zone on on one of those um, in overtime and not get it? We're just not going to talk about that game anymore. I mean, you brought um, it up. I mean, yeah, there were a lot of botched two point conversions. One of the things I forgot when I wrote the Tony Elliott thing earlier this week, I went back and watched a lot of his press conferences, and I forgot that on the first series of overtime where they did the two-point conversions Miami missed and UVA just had to get the two-pointer to win the game and there was like a 
legal snap or a snap mm-hmm. infraction. <laughs> I was like, man, what else could go wrong with this with yeah. this game? Like, just literally, just hand the ball to the running back, <laughs> better chance, right? Well, literally, I was like, just run quarterback power and hope for the best, you know. Like, <laughs> but you can't do that from the seven, um, or whatever there was eight or wherever they ended up. All right, this is our last set of props. These are all the player team ones, so it's kind of like the first category, but we're either picking player names or numbers. I'll tell you what to do. Um, first one, Tony Musket total offense yards this season. I can give you mine. Um, three thousand four hundred and twenty-three. I think he ends up around you know like thirty-one hundred passing yards. That might be a little high, and then he gets a decent number of rushing yards. I'm gonna go oh. twenty-nine five. I'm also, by the way, I'm I uh, I wrote this here. I forgot to say it. Um, I'm taking the sack yards out. So like, oh, if he okay. has like negative three hundred sack well, yards, right, I'm wait removing a minute. that. All right. Well, in that case, give me thirty-one. F- give me thirty-one fifty. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna go. Yeah, that's a pretty good number, Brad. I will. Uh, I think Brennan had a little over two, like twenty-four hundred his Didn't first year. Just say we weren't going to talk about him anymore. <laughs> I was just going to say, any idea who holds the record? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, I think yeah, we no know. Joke. I'm trying to think like Perkins, he probably had around 2,500 his first year. I think you got to 3,000 both years passing. Man, I'm telling Oh, did he? Yeah. I, I think, I think he was I around like 4,000 yards one of the years. And then I think Brennan has like 4,400. Oh, uh, yeah. Most of his passing. Yeah. I think Musk is going to run more than we think. Um, 12 games. Yeah. I will go 3,300. Mm hmm. Sometimes what just I do is I just divide the number year. by 12. It's a really good just, year. Yeah. Yeah, I think my number is a little too high, but, you know, we'll see. Uh, t- all right, next one is Tony Musket's TD to interception totals for the year. Um, just the total number of touchdowns, total number of picks. Last year, Brennan was 7 and 12. <laughs> Since we're not talking about him anymore. <laughs> all right, give me 14 touchdowns and six picks. Okay. I have 18-11. The total year? Yeah. Oh, touchdowns for, and interceptions for the year. I, I just don't, 18 I don't, touchdowns, I genuinely, 11 picks. I, d- Is it, not, I, now, I want to go much higher, but in Bob Barker's honor, I don't need to to win this thing. <laughs> just go 19 and win if he goes over. My, my original number was 22-11, and then I backed off a little bit. I just I, I think my thing is, is that I feel like they're going to – Kind of goes back to my whole point last week, right? I just think that they're going to be in a lot of those like first and goal from the ten, you know. Like mm. I just, I just don't Your see favorite. them doing my favorite. Yeah, we talk about that a lot. Think him to Jr. Gets... Him to Malachi. Him running. Like I can... no, I know, but I'm saying like in a lot of those situations. I mean, oh I, no, I, rushing's I... not included. Sorry, just passing touchdowns. Yeah, yeah no, okay. I, I, yeah, I figured, I figured it was just pass. No, I just feel like a lot of the like. I just don't. I don't know, man. And maybe, maybe he comes out and he's more. They're more explosive than I expect. I just feel like he's the game manager dude who kind of gets them down the field, and then they need somebody to punch him in from the seven, from the from the four, right? But you got yeah. a point about the jump balls to you know he's got big body receivers. He's got hell. He's got three of them at least, right? Between uh, Malachi, Jr. and 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 uh, Dak, if if he's able to play, right? So I mean, those yeah, are big. Sackett and Mish are pretty big too. Yeah, that's but, fair. Yeah, I'll, I'll go just. In the honor of Bob Barker, I'll go nineteen and nine. That's fair. That's yeah. solid. 
I mean, I work. think I, I was going to go in the 20s, but then you look back at like recent history and you're like, man, people don't do that very often here. <laughs> like, you know, even like the year I was, we were talking about like the worst UVA teams recently. And I looked at the 2009, like Rose last year. I think Jamel Sewell had like six touchdown passes or something on the season. Um, Like it's like crazy how like much pa- more passing there is now. I think Brendan had like 32 years ago. So, um, but that's obviously like an insanely high number. For, for UVA anyway. Um, the crazy thing is like quarterbacks in college have gotten to like 50 and 60 touchdowns now. Um, so the next one, uh, we have a few of these. Uh, higher total, uh, Jaden Gibson receptions or Malcolm Green tackles? Malcolm, Malcolm Green tackles. Green. Yeah. I have, I have that as well. So we have a consensus. Um, I, I thought about switching out Green for a different player, but I wanted to kind of work him in somewhere. So, um, okay. Receiver triple crown. We did this last year. Um, which player leads the team in catches, which one leads in yards, which one leads in touchdowns. You can, it can be all the same guy. It can be three different guys, however you want to do it. Don't everybody go catches. I'll go Washington. I kind of love that Ferber's getting to understand like how it is when I'm, you know, asking y'all questions and, and y'all just sit yeah. there. Well, this is a hard one. I, I'm gonna ca- total catches. I'll go Washington yards and touchdowns. I'm gonna go friend of the podcast, Malachi Field. Yeah, I'll go I'm next. Gonna, or go, go ahead. ahead. No, I, was no, just no, say, I think I, I think yeah. I want Fields in all of them. Okay, the straight sweep. Yeah, give me, love give it. it to me. All right, so I did something kind of weird here, and it doesn't make any sense, but I did three different people. <laughs> So I have Washington and catches Starling in yards and fields and touchdowns. Um, Jenny's playing that, some games if that's the case. Yeah, I mean, that would be pretty good. Um, I think Washington ends up in like the 50, 60 catches. And then I think Starling has like 30 catches, but he has like a better yak or like longer plays. Um, and then I think fields ends up having like eight touchdowns or so. Um, rushing triple crown, same exact thing. Rushes, yards, touchdowns. I'll go, go first. Good. Yeah, go for her. Good. <clears throat> Paris Jones for rushes, Paris Jones for yards, Mike Hollins for touchdowns. I'll, I'm actually going to flip it. Give me Hollins for, um, no, not flip it. Give me Hollins for touches and touchdowns and Jones for, um, for yards. Yeah, give me, yeah, give me Jones for yards. Okay. I can't mean, be honest though. Dave, any I'm, love for Kobe Pace? Yeah, I uh, so, so I was getting ready to say I'm I'm going to go off the path. I'm going to go Kobe Pace for touches because I think once he's healthy, um, he's going to be hard to keep off the field, and I think Hollins and and Paris become the guys who rotate behind him eventually. Yards, I'll go Kobe Pace again, which is another risk. But touchdowns, I'll go Hollins. I I guess my question is like, how much do we think Paris is going to play? I think he's going to play quite a bit. I, I think he, Jones. I feel like he's going to play quite a bit, and that's not exactly something I expected heading into you know before camp started. You know, I like think we would play two running backs a lot more than you think too. I've, and that's yeah, oh no, I, I think I, they're that, gonna. I think it's going to be three guys, just not all at the same time. Um, like they're gonna. I think when Pace is healthy, he becomes like a big back. Do we ever? Run, do you, I wish we had gotten? Or maybe this is in there, but I, you know, I wish I gotten a, like an over under on the number of like touches that Cody Brown gets. Um, I can. Th- you want to just do that? We can. <laughs> I, mean, I don't want to throw off. Just throw it in. There's no rules here. Cody Brown catches and, and rushes total over under. I'll come up with it on the fly. 
21 and a half. I had 23 in my head, so that's good. I would say under. I mean, it's probably going to be those three dudes, right? (laughs) You made me do that and then said under. I mean, you said the number. If you had said eight, I would have said under. Yeah, I mean, I'll go under because I just talked about how I think. I think it's going to be kind of like a three-man backfield, and then Brown could work his way into that, and then obviously Xavier Brown's coming off of an injury. So, And then I think Vaughn and Hawthorne will redshirt. But yeah, yeah. I th- I'll take the under two. The only thing that inter- interests me with the Brown is I think he could theoretically play the H pack role in this offense. Um, mm-hmm. And I, you know, and I think the best version of the Elliot um, Chad Morris offense that, yeah. has an H back. I, I just, you think if he was going to play it consistently, we would have seen it by now. Um, but I think his yeah. health has hurt him. So I'll, I'll go they, under, but it wouldn't like shock to throw me the ball to, to go him too. He's a, he's kind of a pass catching guy. I think probably one of the best ones. Him and Jones. So, all right, cool. Um, so we all did the rushing triple crown, right? Did everybody do those? Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. Okay, yeah. cool. All right, we did this one last year too. I think I like this one. Which player that UVA plays against will have the highest fantasy football score against them? Drake May, and it's not even close. Okay. Well, dude, actually, what if I'd said Riley Leonard? Would y'all have like tarred and feathered me and like? <laughs> You know. Guess what, Brad? I'd say it's gonna be really I said Riley year. Leonard. No, you did not. I Look did you. because he runs. Yeah, that's true. He does. He and runs. and I was and I was like, let me do something different. Also, I'm not 100 percent sure it's not gonna be Joe Milton. Um, yeah, that's a good or point. like Jabari Small, the running back. Um, so, but I didn't want to pick the first game because then what it's if, like if Milton has like 18 points, it's what it. if I I'm said done. what if after all that dogging on Brennan Armstrong, I was like Brennan Armstrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey, yeah, no he, joke. <laughs> Who's Brendan's backup? Can I pick him? Yeah, um, MJ Morris is his name. Oh, dude. Yeah, he's you pretty, know, he's good. pretty good. Nope. He beat yeah, Tech last year. That's true. Yeah. Now, I'll, give me Joe Milton, I, I think. Okay, I like – we got three good picks here. Yeah. I just don't know who uh, May's going to throw to until the NCAA makes her mind up. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they – they yeah. they, Even then, like, I still dude. don't – he doesn't have They'll what he find some kid year. who loves Jordans, okay? It'll be fine. It'll be fine. The thing is, I had last year, I looked at it, and I think we all got it wrong. I can't remember. I don't think anybody picked Drake May. Um, and no I think the, would have picked May. And I think the winner ended up being like him or or Leonard. I can't remember. Um, but the guy that I had was Malik Cunningham, and he didn't even play. Yeah, I think <laughs> I probably had him too. Yeah, I thought about picking like their quarterback or something too, but ultimately I'm just going to go with Ryan. I hope Leonard. I'm very wrong. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you hope that it's like some random dude from William and Mary or something, and in, in a blowout loss. Um, no love for JMU's true uh, retro freshman quarterback that they're starting. If he's um, still starting week two, yeah, that's, yeah, fair. that's true. Yeah, well, that's I fair. mean, hopefully he gets a nice start against Bucknell. Um, all right, I like this one. Uh, which number is higher, Paris Jones' longest run of the season or Matt Ganyard's age? He is thirty-four years old. Maggieard's age. Nah. Uh, Paris is Paris. I have Paris Jones rush. Last year, yeah, Paris' yeah, long rush me. was like 19 yards. So, I bet you um, it's in the. I bet you it's in the 40s. I think he breaks one somewhere. 40, 40, week 50 two yards. There you go. Um, shout out to Maggieard, by the way. Good story. Every first um, down they have from like the 42 yard line. Now, I'm gonna be sitting in the booth and I'm gonna be like, here we go. Here it, it doesn't have to be a touchdown; <laughs> just has to be a carry for forty yards. Yeah, but it's so it, but it's like it. but it's yeah. when it's when it's like served on a platter like that, you know. But well, like, but th- but then what happens when like Matt Ganyard celebrates a birthday in October and they like sing happy birthday to him and they're like, damn, now he's got to get a thirty-five yard rush. 
<laughs> I don't I know when the Matt's first birthday play is. of the game against Tennessee is a Paris Jones right, draw for, for like 37. Wait, hold on. <laughs> yes. Pause. Pause. Ferber just did that thing. And I like legitimately, if you hadn't said you didn't know when his birthday was, I would have 100% because the way you told that story, I would have 100% believed that you knew when it was. And I would have just gone with it. You should have factored just let it that, in. Let, just let that thing live in, in the, and then I would have gotten to October and be like, oh man, we got to get to Matt Gaynor's birthday. Yeah. Oh man, that's hysterical. All right. Yeah, yeah, I guess if he has a 34-yard run against Tennessee, you have to wait and see if he gets a 35-yard <laughs> run. Um, all right, we do this one every year. Uh, who leads the team in sacks, and the tiebreaker is how many? And I'll go first. I have Cam Butler with nine and a half. That's why I didn't have 10 earlier. Didn't I have a Kyrie with 11. I was, I was going to say, you had a Kyrie. Yeah, I guess like... make sure you go over 10, because yeah. you went yeah, over yeah. 10 before. Uh, what if I said Jameer Carter with 15? Um, <laughs> 80 just, tackles. And I say, can I be his agent, please? Yeah. <laughs> you just had a hell of a season. It's an absolute NIL. Can I get some of that? <laughs> Seriously. Um, uh, yeah, give me give me Cam Butler, not uh, the other one. Um, How many? Uh, I think you had the over. Just any number above 10. 11. <laughs> nice. All right. Who leads the team in uh, interception? Same thing. Tiebreakers, the amount. Um, Give me Jonas Sinker with three. Nice. I have Jonas Sinker with four. Hot take. All ACC Jonas Sinker. Jonas. Oh, yeah. Jonas. Wow. Sorry. I was going to say Jonas. you better be. Yeah, I'm sorry, Jonas. Jonas. Yeah. Jonas. Um, give me Cohen King with three. Ooh, a little Cohen King action. Nice. Um, welcome to the cornerback position, Cohen King. First game versus Tennessee. Right. <laughs> that should be fun. Um, we'll find out real quick if he should be there or not, right? Yeah. All right. So this one, I did something like this last year. I, I like random stuff like this just to see what you guys do with it. Um, which number is higher? Jack Greasy rushing yards for the season or UVA basketball points in their opener against Tarleton State? Jack Greasy. Okay. I have I UVA basketball. He's he's gonna he's gonna get some carries, and he's and he's he's like he's gonna he's gonna rush for like 115 yards against William Mary or something like that. Okay, all right. Well, if that happens, then it's definitely gonna be him yeah, <laughs> because I don't think UVA is gonna score 115 points. Their basketball that would be dude. But they did, could score 80. And he did you guys see that little touches. clip that that Damon all uh, posted about the? Uh, it was a little clip of him with the three pointer drill. You know, you can't. You you had to. Miss you miss one you start all over or sorry you can't you, you can't miss two you start all over you have to do it ten times in a row do you guys see that his mechanic he's still it's still very slow but gosh his, his he's he's dialing that thing in man it looks good anyway sorry didn't mean to the basketball mention got me all Dave did you make a pick here yeah I'm gonna go uh, I'll go with um, Greasy nice so I'm I'm riding with UVA basketball alone I did something like I mean this we last saw I mean too. I'd be reluctant to pick Greasy but. We saw last fall camp, like we thought Paris Jones might have just been a camp motivation thing, and he wasn't. Mm -hmm. And Greasy's gotten a lot of snaps <laughs> between camp and spring. So, hey, every I told uh, Mike Barbara, I said every time I see this guy, he's scoring touchdowns. And then he got tackled in practice, and I was like, man, he finally got tackled. Never especially with Brown before. hurt and pace dinged up. Like, I, I think Greasy might be the third guy off the bench right now. He was in the, I think it was in the scrimmage. I can't remember where, but we saw him with like the third group of players. But I mean, that not, was, they're not going to run out Faustin or 
obviously, it sounds like Payson Brown are out for game one. Completely forgot about him. That and he's a and he's like chiseled out of freaking like stone. You guys ever like been near that dude? Like him and Brown are huge, man. Like Mod Faustin is. Every time I I look at Cody Brown, it's like make him a nose tackle. As a freshman, I was like, "What is your deal?" Like, oh man, I don't know what I don't know what they were feeding that kid, but I mean, it worked. Lots of protein. Apparently, there you go. <laughs> Long shot bets. So this is we do this. I think we've done this the last few years. Basically, it's like I looked up three things that just don't happen for UVA very often. So you get to pick one. Uh, okay. Sixty point game <laughs> for the offense. If that happens, okay. man. Wave Mary, what's uh, up? Then the whole seat would just turn flip the table over because we don't know what we're talking about. Um, two UVA players in one game with two receiving touchdowns. Sure. <laughs> two pick sixes in one game by one player. Is that one 20... player Brendan Armstrong? I'm sorry. That was mean. Okay. <laughs> sorry. I take it back. I take it back. Actually. Yeah. That one actually kind of hit um, last year. <laughs> so that's, that's cool. Um, I mean, I, that wasn't the way it was intended, but it, it ended up kind of working out. And then the last one is 20 plus point comeback win. I'll, I'll go first. I, that's give, what I have. Okay. Give me the two, give me the two uh, receivers with two touchdowns. That's just so hard, but yeah. I mean, like, yeah. But I mean, I, I could mean, totally so see two pick sixes by one player. One I could game. totally see, um, I could totally see Fields catching two and um, Washington having two against like William sure. Mary, you know, especially in the Anthony yeah. Calandria. Uh, that's what I'm gonna take too. I mean, all of them are pretty unlikely. I'll go with that one. All right, you guys know what's next. Name every player to score a touchdown. Price is right rule. Jeez, here we go. This is this is always my kiss this, of death. This is where this is where Brad throws. This in, is where I uh, shine. Jameer Carter with his <laughs> touchdown or whatever. Yeah, it's eighty tackles. Matt is fifteen sacks. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Okay. Somebody else has to I go should, first. I should I... do I name every player to punt. Um, you can go first, Ferber, because you already go, got your list. I already have it written down. Um, Tony Musket. And again, this doesn't count passing. What if that was the only person who scored a touchdown all season? Wouldn't that be something <laughs> crazy? He's either winning the Heisman or everybody's fired. <laughs> like, I mean, everybody. Um, uh, Tony Musket, Anthony Calandria. Sure, why not? Mike Hollins, Paris Jones, Kobe Pace, Malachi Fields, J.R. Wilson, who we have not talked about. Um, I've mentioned Demique, him several times. Thank you. Oh, uh, okay. Demeek Starling, Sackett Wood, and I mentioned Kobe Pace, and I'm forgetting somebody who I left off, and you're, I'm blaming. Oh, Malik Washington. Malik yeah. Washington. Sorry. Go. I usually go pretty conservative with this one because Brad will add like, you know, he'll have people. like Aiden Ryan on there and, you know, everybody. He'll have Nick Jackson on there. <laughs> Nick Jackson's going to come back. Yeah. WWE style. And his music hits. Oh, my God. That's Nick Jackson's music. All right. Go ahead, Dave. You can go. You can go next. All right. Uh, Paris Jones, Mike Hollins, Kobe Pace. Those are my running backs. Uh, Tony Musket. Uh, Malachi Field, Malik Washington, J.R. Wilson, Jaden Gibson. Um, so I'm not really confident. Don't want to. I'm not going to include them in my list. Um, not going to include one, but I'm going to include this one, which is my off the wall pick, uh, Ethan Davies. Um, I think he's being slept on a little bit. I'm not going to. I do. He's got that. You know, he knows musket. And he's returning punts. And they, uh, they trust him. Like, he actually played probably more snaps than people realized last year. I mean, he's going to be, uh, I think, you know, he's not listed as the backup to uh, Malik, but the games are long. I think you'll get in there, and Musk is yeah, going to look for him when he's in there. Yeah. 
So give me him as my wild card. All right, are you done? It's your yeah, time. That's my, that's my list. All right, here we go. This is my favorite part of the Nine. year. All right. Tony Musket. And again, the price is right rule. So even if a guy who's not on the list scores, it's not a big deal. All right. I'm going to play it a little bit different this year. I'm not going to go crazy. I'm not going to go crazy. And that's me convincing myself not to go crazy. Um, all right. So Musket, Jones, Hollins, Pace, Greasy. Greasy? Yeah. <laughs> is it Amari Love off it. the. Amar, all right. Fields, Wilson, Starling. Washington, Harrison, Mish, and Dre Walker. Wow. You always got to throw a defensive player in there. I, I just think it, it's not. You, just hurt, you, you like that. Who hurt you? you just <laughs> no, like, no, you got you to gotta, you gotta have passion. You know what I mean? You got to have passion. Did yeah. you take the under for for defense special teams touchdowns? That's that's the best. If you did like three defensive players, but you took the under. No, I only took I only took the one defensive player, just Jerry Walker. Cam what Robinson. What if I'd been like Josh McCarron? Yeah, Who? All right. Like, actually, can we add a? Can we add a? Do you not remember when Deshaun Perry scored a touchdown when he was like barely playing? Absolutely, man. Against Abilene of, Christian, it was one of the most incredible moments of 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 all time. Um, it's the greatest cover ever. He really is. Um, all right, let's real quick before is that the last one Ferber? There's one more. Okay. Oh, I don't want to. I don't want to upstage that. So let me let me add in mine here. Name me the most random player on the roster and who's not like a walk on. Okay, so a dude who actually plays from scrimmage. Okay, the on most random roster? guy. Yes, the most random guy to score a touchdown this year. And not like you actually think would happen, but like, give like me a how name. shocked I would be. How, yeah, exactly. The level of shock. Like if this dude scored a touchdown, you'd be like, holy crap, that's wild. I'm pulling up the roster right now. Well, you guys can go first. All right. I, it, I'm I think scroll it's... down to the 50s. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, see what I'm taking offensive at, lineman out. I've I mean, got uh, offensive lineman is going to be a surprise. I've got Ferber's depth chart pieces right in front of me, so I've got them broken out, right? So are we, are we going to agree not to include offensive linemen Correct. in this discussion? Correct, yes, not okay, offensive Okay, no linemen. offensive linemen. So okay. I think on offense, it's either got to be Takai Kirby, mm-hmm. right, or um, maybe the Coleman kid, right? So just dudes that, like, why in the world? I mean, hell, Ahmad Foster might be in that discussion, right? But but then my pick is going to be on defense, and I'm not saying like not don't not defensive linemen because that's just mean. Yeah. Um, mine guys. would mine would probably be like Dave Harrard. Oh, okay. He was playing a little bit in the scrimmage. I was I thought you were going to say Davis Lane, <laughs> but oh, he might end up having yeah. to play quarterback if they run into some yeah, injury issues. Yeah, that's very true. All right, I'm looking yeah. through the roster. Um, wow. I'm going Sparks. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that would be pretty surprising. I was going to say Raymond. He's on scholarship now, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be the older. Oh, because I was thinking be Bedridge, but I'm like, well, how's but if, if there's a fake field goal, then Raymond might end up throwing it. Remember when, remember when uh, Mike London was the coach and they would just run fake field goals like every game? Like, it felt like every game, like Robert Randolph would be running, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just watched one of those re game, watched one of those condensed games recently. Okay, I would say my my least likely on offense is um, Titus Ivy, just because he's been banged up. Because <laughs> um, he's my least likely is one who's out for the year. Um, uh, well, yeah. I also like. <laughs> I mean, I don't. He has a hamstring thing. I think. He's yeah, right. just, yeah. But also, like, 
I mean, how he's pretty far down the depth chart. Like, let's not kid ourselves. Um, and then on defense, man, there's some good ones in here. Um, I won't pick Caleb Hardy because he's banged up right now. Like any nose tackle. Is <laughs> that your yeah. answer? Trent Baker Booker? That would be random. It's yeah, usually, I think what Brad was going for, though, was like the dude that we like forgot was on the team. Correct. Yeah. Where yeah. it's like, oh man, like, you know, so and so still playing. Like, I didn't even realize he was still doing this. I mean, good for him, but like, I didn't know he was still on the team. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm looking. I don't see, there's not a lot of those guys anymore. Maybe the portal is like changing the game, you know? Yeah, I don't Maybe. see. I mean, there's some walk-ons. I mean, if if five foot eleven freshman receiver Claiborne Richards catches a touchdown, right, I mean, right. You know who? You know what would have been a great pick would have been Broster House. Ooh, dude, he's he's got a little bit of. He's an not arm. bad. Yeah, <laughs> he's not bad. Or or I mean, like Delaney. We're in Crawford. trouble if he's playing quarterback, but we're. In... Dude, Delaney Crawford. I, I don't. I don't think there's a role for him maybe on this team. But like, what if he's like a kick returner? Like all of a sudden, you know, you got something there. I don't know. All right, All right you guys. One? You guys are ready. You know what it is. It's time. It's time for us to pick who's our guy. We drew straws before we recorded, and I'm going to go first. Um, that's just the way that the order came out. Did anyone see me do the order? Maybe no, we not. Didn't. Nope. But I am going to go first. Um, and my my guy is Sedarian Harrison. <laughs> I, I hate you right now. I hate you. With, <laughs> I hate you with everything in my being. Yeah, I, I, would, uh, I want to I curse texted, on the podcast. I texted Dave I like a week ago and said Brad thinks he's going to get Sedarian Harrison, but he's not. So let me just tell you <laughs> what was happening before. As you were introing this segment, I'm like, yeah, because I'm going to pick Sedarian Harrison, and I was like, should I think about another guy? And I was like, no, because I'm going to get Sedarian Harrison. And then you started making a big deal about how you got to go first and you drew straws and anybody see. You. And I'm like, he's going to do it. He's actually he's really going to do it. He's going to steal. I, okay, I, at the end, I'll tell you. I wrote down some other names in case you guys were like, you're actually fired from the podcast if you if you try to take <laughs> Sedarian Harrison. Nah, I mean, like honestly though, like in my notes from the first day of camp, and I was not expecting him to be like a, I mean I thought maybe he could play but I didn't know he'd be like a factor literally like I wrote down after like oh this guy's in green this guy's in yellow my first note is Sedarian Harrison looks like a dude and I was like Sometimes huh that's all it takes man he's a dude and well that's what I remember the like same... I remember when I went to practice and saw Grayson Lambert swinging the ball and I said that's a that's a dude you know <laughs> yeah. so accurate these can be <laughs> no I'm kidding no Harrison, I mean that was my... my choice if I'd gone first the guy, I mean, Brad and I have had some experiences with this like when when we used to go to practices like together, and there would be like every once in a while, I'd be like, "That guy's gonna play, isn't he?" Yeah, like I remember Alameda Zacchaeus. Can we was just like call that. this the Devin Dowling All Star? Well, well, that's how I mean, oh Donnie Dowling, Donnie Dowling. I called him. Yeah, because that that was a Donnie guy Dowling. where we were like, he's playing. Like, I mean, he's he didn't, playing. Like, blow he, up his freshman just, year, but we were like, that just dude's gonna be looked, on the field. He just looked yeah. like he was already there. You know what I'm saying? Like he he had been there like 37 seconds. He just and looked. You'd, and you would Ugh. see them lining up with like Keon Johnson and Andre Lavroni, and then like Dowling would be on this in the slot with like the first team offense, and we'd be like, "Oh, like that's weird." Um, that was one. Dontavian Wicks was like that too, um, where he was like a camp legend, um, yeah, and that's how he sure. became Brad's guy very early on. <laughs> um, yep. But I like Harrison. I think I, I think he has a chance to get on the field quite a bit um, in the scrimmage. We didn't get to see a whole lot, but. He got like the first play from scrimmage for the second team offense was a pop pass to him from Calandria and he took it like 12, 13 yards. So I don't know. He's just got something about him. I hope he can stay healthy and get on the field and do something. I, just I have, a, I have some other guy. I kind of think by the way, and real quick, I just, I, t- I told, I think I told 
Dave, this maybe I told both of you during one of the camp practices. I was like, nobody's really like hyping up this group of recruits that they brought in, but like, I feel like there might be some guys like in this group. Um, we'll see. Time will tell. But like, there were a bunch of freshmen where I was like, huh, like that guy is a little bigger than I thought he was going to be, or like that guy looks like he might be able to play. Um, so we'll see. Maybe maybe they uh did some good scouting. I would like the record to reflect that if severe, if and when Harrison blows up this year and Ferber tries to claim him as his guy, that uh, he, he chose him in protest. All right. This whole thing is is a sham. Um, <laughs> I, I completely object to everything that has transpired in the last I seven I did everything minutes. right, and they indicted me. <laughs> it was a perfect phone call. <laughs> uh, all right. If I can't have Sedarian Harrison, who was 100% going to be my guy, are we barred? Uh, I guess for the record, having... Malachi Fields is the podcast guy. I was going to say we're barred. Yeah, I was literally about like to say we're barred. Yeah. All right. Are we? Are we only taking? Wait. Remind me. We only take one offense or defense, right? We don't take you one. Can take each. whoever you want. Yeah, the dude. only rule, the the rule that we used to have, and honestly, I don't. I, I no offense to this football team, but like the rule used to be like you can't take Brandon Armstrong. You can't take like a guy that's already established as a guy, like as your guy, like Bryce Hall. Um. You have to be a little bit more like down the line. That's how yeah, you you're end kind up of picking, picking a Lavelle Davis right. and a yeah. Dontavian Wicks. Um, this year, I mean, like, how many people would be on that list, really? Like, yeah, that's fair. I mean, Chico Bennett, like Sparks. <laughs> I guess Sanker, maybe you could put on that list. The rest of the guys are. I mean, like you got yeah, you guys have a you guys really have real high expectations for him. So I mean, it would make sense if one of you wanted to have him as your guy. Um, Dave, you want to go or because I'm still kind of thinking. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I can been, go. First I've of all, I think we should. I've been uh, for a loop. We should rename this the, um, you know, something to do with Lavelle Davis because yeah, Lavelle Davis, uh, well, uh, honorary yeah. Lavelle Davis, who's yeah. your guy? Well, yeah, the, the first Davis, one, I believe, uh, man I of the year, the first first winner, Lavelle yeah. Davis, our dude, uh, whatever it is. But um, I went back and forth. Gibbs, Jaden Gibson was going to be mine, um, but I, I got to go with Tony Musket, man. The more I like, like we haven't seen a lot of him, but what I've heard from him, what I've seen on film. And what I just see on social media, I think the dude's locked in and wants to take advantage of an opportunity. And if you've got a quarterback who's bought into a system, and, and you know, which we didn't see a lot of last year, it's hard not to pick him as the guy, especially with Ferber already taking Harrison. So I'm going to go with Musket um, while I can. The good thing is, I get this guy for I get this guy for the rest of his career. So that's 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 I'm part so of it. That's salty. It's, right it's the upside. It's so the upside mad. of it. It's, I'm really angry. <laughs> Just you, you've there. had you've had more successful guys than anybody. I, honestly, I know. It's, I'm, I'm. This is my. This is my. The my Lavelle lane. Davis pick was was inspired. I mean, like that was like out of no. We were like we couldn't believe. Yeah, it. that was the first time we're like. I've ever told the backstory. On why, uh, yeah, we literally hung up and, yeah, after, and they both after like jumped me. Yeah. On the Patreon, remember? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. right. They both you're like, wait, what? No, I don't know if I've ever have I ever told this on on the pod before. That basically what happened is is that like I had somebody you know I talked to like during camp, and they were like, you got to be yeah, because camp was closed. Yeah, like, you got to so be mindful about like because I've heard some really good things about this Davis kid, and I was like, really? Huh? And then I talked to somebody else, and they were like, yeah, I heard that like this Davis kid's been tearing it up, and I was like, all right, well that's two, you know. And so I just like you know figured I'd throw it out there and see see what happened. Um, all right, if I can't have Harrison, and let's see, Gibson's on the board, Wilson's on the board. 
What if I took Cole Andrea? Um, hmm. And I get him for the rest of his career, per Ferber's rules. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? Give me Demeek Starling. Ooh, I like yeah, it. I like that. High upside. That, that kid, do you guys remember, like, so Biscuit found him and offered him, and I remember talking to him before, it was, I think it was, I think it was before he took his visit. Um, he was late he, in the was, process. Yeah, yeah, it was real late. It was the last week of, uh, you know, of everything. Um, I just pulled up the story. Um, so this was February 3rd of 2020. Yeah, um, so not even an early late, a late early signee, like a late late signee. It was the last week before signing day, and it was like a dream come true in a lot of ways to have a school like that come in and want to talk to me. I had no idea. It happened so quick in the process; it was kind of, it felt kind of unreal to me. I was telling my coaches, my parents, man, it was just so unexpected. So when it happened, it was a lot to process and all. I just thought that that kid. I mean, like, I, it's one of the most fun stories I've ever had the chance to tell, right? Um, and I would love to see him really have a good season. So give me, give me, especially this week in Nashville, his hometown. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, that's right. I mean, honestly, though, like, I mean, we love Malachi. We love all these dudes. If Demeek Starling like hit his potential, he would be really, really good. Like, yeah, he's, he's, he's the fastest guy on the team. I mean, that helps, right? Yeah, I mean, it, it, dude can move. Like, I mean, it's not just like straight line speed either. It's just like you know, I think for him, the there's just more of a learn there. You know, when he got to college football, there's probably just a little bit more of a learning curve, right? Um, and that's maybe why he was a little undervalued as a recruit. And I know that other schools kind of got in late too. Um, but I mean, this is his chance, right? I mean, like he's got he's gonna have every opportunity to play. And I saw the offense lineup in practice a couple weeks ago for the first time to do this like tempo drill. And he was out there, one of the three receivers out there. So hopefully he makes the most of it. The other guys I had listed were Dre Walker, Gibson and Calandria. I almost just went for it and picked Calandria. We'll back up quarterback. <laughs> oh, back up quarterback. I think, I mean, the, I, I think he's, I don't know, man. I, I really like musket by the way, too. I think what Dave said is true. Like, I think he has the right attitude. He's like, if, like super mature. But I'd like I think Calandria's got something about him. I don't know. Yeah, like, he does. I agree with you there. If I had to pick a defensive guy, if I if I wasn't going to pick Cam, and I I think you know, I, I think Walker's Walker going to be a guy. Like I yeah. think he's going to play. Um, I probably would take uh, Michael Diata. Nice. I, I I know that there's not. It doesn't feel like there's a lot of room, you know, for for him considering the depth that they have. But I don't know, man. There's just something about like his size that just seems like he's just waiting to kind of like explode on the scene and kind yeah. of announce his authority. You know what I mean? Well, Sue, I there feel is... the same way about Sue. Like, well, yeah, I mean, dude, they both. I mean, big I mean, dude. That's the one thing like at practice, the, when they break into position groups, like you look at the defensive linemen and you're like, Oh, that looks almost like a different team. Yeah. Like, it's like they, they are grown ass men. Like, yeah. There's just no way around that. Um, all right. That's it. That's it. Did we, we did it. We did it. Um, we'll update you on the results. See if Brad can defend his title. Oh, we didn't do our. <laughs> I got. I got one to add. Oh, here add it to just, the list. Just for me, you can cut it if you want. No, um, the home game with the highest attendance this year, not Virginia Tech. Non-Virginia Tech. Edition. I like how you ask a question and you cut out one sixth of the options. Oh, well, because okay. then it just be Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech. I'll say JMU. Yeah, I think I think it's JMU. I mean, it kind of like hurts. I think a little bit that it's a noon, but like if that game was NC State at noon, week two, I would think that all day long. What if I said yeah. Duke? Uh, yeah, I'll take JMU. 
Yeah, I mean, makes, like if you think it's going to be Duke or Georgia Tech, you're betting on them winning a bunch of games and people like starting to show up. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, Which I don't think even would happen if they did win a bunch of games. Yeah, I mean, like it, that's the thing too. Like, I mean, I, I don't want to go on a tangent here, but people are like, "What do they have to do to bring fans back?" And I'm like, I don't really. I mean, like, I feel like the 2019 season was pretty fun, and like late in the year, there were still like crowds in the 40s. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I've shown well, the other graph. Like, I what they the, want, they, they got to go back 10 years. That's what they got to do. Well, yeah. the whole the reseeding thing continues to just kill them on a variety. The reseeding plus the HD TV. I mean, so like, no, that's. I mean, true. is the I, I mean, like I'm being straight up though. Is the reseeding thing a thing anymore? Because like I feel like a lot of I those think people just, probably wouldn't be coming anymore. That was I think it's generational. Years ago or whatever. Right, right, but it's like, generational. Well, there right? was so more some. Were... There was more reseeding this year because no, everyone who sat like the, they're moving the the that was uh, kind players' of families receding. behind the Virginia bench this year. So if you were there, you got moved. Um, but yeah, I, it was a thing briefly, but I think it was just an excuse for a lot of people to be honest with you. No, I just, I do think that there's a significant number of people for whom it was generational, right? Where it, you stop, you stop going because of your, your, yeah, the, or whatever. the tickets, you don't have the tickets anymore. And so then that passed on to other people and like whatever. I, the other thing I think that is really a, a part of this is that like, it's not just like, you know, the 2019 season. Yeah. It was great as a season world. I don't think people are coming back until you're consistently good. Right. I think that is a, that's the if you, you we can talk about the in stadium stuff and they, they do need it. They need a lot of different updates and upgrades and such. But like real talk, you're not going to get people back until you've been successful for, for you know a couple seasons. Like you're going to need to give people reason to think that they're going to have an enjoyable experience because let's like that that ODU game that year. Yeah. Right. Like there were some there were some moments even we think of 2019 being like all, you know, monkeys dancing with toothbrushes, but it was not all like rainbows, bro. It was mm-hmm. there were some there were some moments in that season. You're like, this is rough. Well, also, um, like, I think they benefited early in that season because they had high expectations going in. They were picked to win the Coastal. Right. Uh, and they had that Florida State game. Like, what was it, like the third game of the season? That game right. was like sold out, basically. Yeah. Um, and then like the William and Mary game the week before that was the home opener. That game was pretty full for a Friday. Um, so like, I think they kind of benefited from that, but like, I think you're right too. I think it's a combination of like expectations, success and opponent. Yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Cause I think be, the opponent yeah, thing right. I, nowadays, it's like, if you have Liberty or whatever on the schedule, people are like, well, I don't need to go to that one. Like I'll just go well, even that 2019 now. year. I think if you yeah. look at the Liberty, didn't we play Liberty week before tech that year? Um, yeah, I think so. I think that's right. I'll pull it up while you know what happened. Um, yeah, and that game was kind of like a rainy day, but there were not many people there. Like, I just think it's one of those things. It's like for most people, the idea of going yeah, to a game is thirty-seven, three, two, nine. The, the idea of going to a game is awesome, right? Yeah. But the problem is, is that like there's a lot that goes into it. You know, it's not just the travel; it's the cost and it's the time, right? And it's to where you there last weekend for Virginia fans. Like, you know, Virginia fans most part are traveling an hour plus to come to the game. Um, and they're coming for the day. They're not spending the weekend there. So yeah, it's, yeah. I would like to see the numbers. Before. I would like to see the numbers too on like how many unique fans they have over the course of the season. Because like it would be that's a good point. Like if you have like thirty thousand people that are always there, and then like the other ten rotate, it's like you never get I all. I think of that's them exactly what it is. And yeah. I mean, quite honestly, like there have definitely been times where like the place was not even remotely full, but you knew it was going to be loud. And the reason for that wasn't because of the number of people; it's because who those people were they care you know? yeah you know they're, they're the i think ones that's who still care. the case sometimes i mean like I last agree. season there were no highs really but like yeah, it was rough it was like rough. but there i mean there were times like 2021 
where like you know like that Georgia Tech game at night was was a good atmosphere even though it was like forty five thousand or whatever like that was fine and I think you can have like forty five thousand if they could get everybody in that forty five k like as close to the field as possible then I think you would have something there like it would be loud agree yeah. Yeah, that uh, not to keep this thing going, but the 2019 season was fascinating. We opened with William and Mary 45,000. Following week, uh, Florida State 57 8. And then the following week after that, we hosted ODU Minion and we were ranked number 21, um, 44,000. Then we went on the road to Notre Dame and lost, went to Miami and lost, came back home and hosted Duke and had 52,847. Yeah. I we think that to- was like a homecoming situation, though. Like, yeah, it was something. Good. But we also it was also the only home game um between That's when they September wore those weird 21st helmets. and November 9th. It was the only home game in October. Yeah. That's part of it too is like when you have these like 3 4 in a row like it's yeah. hard to get everybody to get especially last year I mean they got screwed. It was noon 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 like back to back to back to back, you know. It's like people are just going to get tired of that especially when you're not good. But yeah, like Georgia Tech on uh, November 9th that year, 44,000. Then a bye before Liberty, which was 37,000. And then the following week, the Commonwealth Cup, 52,619, which was still 5,000 left in Florida State. So yeah. 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 You can't figure it out. Good luck. Win and place and beat good teams. I, can, I guess that's it. Also, I think like last point I'm going to make, I promise, is like if you could get the numbers up from like 40 to like 48 every game, like that makes a pretty yeah. big difference. It I does. think. Once UVA gets into like the high forties with their crowd, like I feel like okay, this is a pretty good turnout nowadays. Like I know that sounds sad probably for some people, but like, you know, I think they the stadium just hasn't they haven't needed a stadium as big as they have for like really, I don't know, fifteen years. years. Yeah. Like ten at least. Except for the random one off games where there's like high demand like Oregon. And a lot of that is driven by like their fans coming. Like they you know charge twice as much. You don't need twice as many seats. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the math is math. Brad, you going to put a pin in this thing or what? I was going to say, did we do it? I feel like we did it. Well, God willing, we get to talk about a football game next time yeah. for the first time since. A long time. That, well, who did we play week four, Pitt? Uh, I believe that was North Carolina. So That was the last football game we discussed on the pod. Oh, we scary. never discussed the Pitt game. That's true. Yeah. We didn't. I mean, not yeah. not that not that there was a whole lot to talk about. Yeah, not that yeah. anything else was <laughs> yeah. going on. Yeah. Well, um, it it was a it was a pleasure doing the off season with y'all. I'm very glad to be away from this uh, summer of fun. We made it. To, we did. We made it all the way back. Um, and now we will have games and and lots of things to talk about from now until spring. So that's good. Um, all right. If you are somebody out there who found the podcast through the website, thank you very much for giving us a listen. If you don't mind, look us up on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Overcast, or wherever it is that you get your shows. And if you're so inclined to give us a rating or review, we greatly appreciate it. If you're somebody who has found the pod but has not given us a look at the website yet, you can check us out at CavsCorner.com. Lots of uh, lots of people, <laughs> lots of people who are probably feeling very similar to uh, what you're feeling right now. Um, and if you stuck with us for an hour and a half plus uh, to. <laughs> to talk through this foolishness that's probably a good place for you to be all right let's see i want to thank all of you out there for supporting the show and of course i want to thank dave and ferber for giving graciously of their time as always I very much appreciate all that they do so for david Spence and justin ferber i'm brad franklin publisher of calvescorn.com thanks for coming out see you soon Cavs.